Is the Big 12 really the worst Power 5 conference in football right now? Hmm. You are Locked On Longhorns, your daily podcast on the Texas Longhorns. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. on Longhorns, the show. Jonathan Davis, your host. Today's episode of Locked on Longhorns is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on college or enter promo code locked on college for a free water bottle with any purchase. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you, Drake. How do bird dogs make you feel? Naked. There you go. That's the best advertisement of bird dogs you can get on today's episode of Locked on Longhorns. We are talking about the Big 12. We are talking about Texas. We are talking about Oklahoma. We are talking about the new Big 12, the old Big 12, anything you can think of regarding the conference that is run by Brett Yormark. But I just have to ask you, Drake, to start off. Yeah. I thought that the Big 12 and Brett Yormark came into the season with a lot of momentum, right? Mm -hmm. Obviously, losing Texas and Oklahoma is a big loss. A loss that you yeah. really can't replace, right? I know I'm we talking to a Baylor. I'm talking to a Baylor fan here, right? So I, he, he probably doesn't. We didn't agree, lose right? them. They left, by the way. We didn't lose them. Okay. They, we know where they are. They're just they left. Okay, Texas and Oklahoma are leaving. Mm-hmm. But I thought, given the circumstances, Brett Yormark did a really good job, right? He picked That's up nice. Cincinnati, Houston, yeah. UCF, and BYU, mm-hmm. and then he, you know, capitalized on the Pac-12's downfall, and he brought mm-hmm. in Dion. I mean, Colorado. Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah, right? Yeah. So I thought they came into the season with a lot of momentum, right? They, they wore bait during the Big 12 championship last year. I was like, the Big 12 looks kind of cool, you know? Then they come into the season, and, and Baylor loses to Texas State. That and happens. Texas Tech loses to Wyoming. Also that. And Kansas State loses to Missouri. Nailed it. And Oklahoma State loses to South Alabama by 26 points at home. You forgot Houston and Rice, Jonathan. and these and these are just the highlights. Exactly, I'm not going to go through the whole three weeks of you the Big Twelve schedule. Houston and Rice. These are just the highlights thus far. How things have changed in three weeks, Drake. You are now the current host of Locked On Big Twelve. What is going on with the Big Twelve, and why do they look like the worst Power Five conference right now? I'm surprised I still have a job after these three weeks, Jonathan. Um, I have. Had a lot of these buggers down on the fridge. Uh, my non-alcoholic athletic brewing company beers in the course of the last three weeks. Lost Flawless a bunch of years off my life. Uh, eating a lot of calories. I am shocked, obviously, um, that... So to answer your original question at the beginning of the show, is it the worst Power 5 conference? Somehow, yes, right now. It is. <laughs> it is the worst Power 5 conference. Uh, if you just look at wins and losses. Just look at wins and losses against especially group of five teams. Uh, non-AQ teams, then yeah, it's the worst conference. They've We've lost to Miami of Ohio and Ohio and Rice and Texas State. Um, also, your intro is like 45 seconds, man. we got to fix that. I was just sitting here waiting for that intro to go through and then all of the, uh, all of the, I mean, we're piling it on, right? Piling it on. Yes, Jonathan, you win. Texas is leaving and the Big 12 looks awful right now. Two things that are creating a nightmare scenario for the Big 12. I am, I am quite frankly, uh, shocked as I believe the rest of the nation is the big 12 has losses to Ohio and rice and, and, and South Alabama. I did not see that coming. Do you think this is a concern moving forward after Texas and Oklahoma leave, or do you just think this is 
a really bad slate of three weeks in the non-conference mm-hmm. schedule. Well, I, I would have told you after week one that this was abnormal, right? That this was a one-off. It's not going to happen again. The Big 12 is still really good. Just give us till week two or week three and things will be fine. Things have not been fine. Things have been really, really tough for the Big 12 in the first three weeks. So when I think about Texas and OU leaving, I think best case scenario, if you're a, a remaining Big 12 team, if you're a Texas fan, you can't be mad at this. It's the truth. You, were, you feel the same way. You would want Texas and OU to lose, right? You would, you would want these two teams that left your conference to not be very successful. That's the wish is that you're Kansas State fan. Your team's good. Texas is bad. You look good. Texas looks bad. We have the exact opposite. We have the exact opposite. Texas and OU are at the very top of my power rankings in this conference, and it's objective. They're the best two teams in this league. Texas has, in my opinion, not my opinion, objectively, the best roster in the Big 12, though they probably had the best roster in the Big 12 the last 30 seasons. Um, that is some, not something that's new. It's just a failure to win with talent. Now Texas is winning with talent, Jonathan. Uh, so if you're a Big 12 program, you see Texas and OU leaving the top two teams in the power rankings. Nobody else is ranked. There's only one thing. Only one thing that can save us now, and it's Dion Sanders. Prime time. Nine o'clock game against Colorado State draws 10 million viewers. 10 million. We have the biggest show in college football is coming to the Big 12. The biggest show in college football is in this conference now. That is the one saving grace. Yeah, and we don't know how long he'll stay when they get to the Big 12, but you're right. Dion is coming. Uh, like you said, we coming to the Big 12, and I was definitely up at 1.30 a.m. watching that game. You know what's oh, so yeah. crazy? You know what's so crazy? I didn't want to say this on the podcast because, you know, you never know who's listening. Right. I went to Austin for the UT game, right? Mm-hmm. I watched Texas-Wyoming in person. Mm-hmm. I left after Xavier Worthy scored that touchdown in the fourth quarter, right? Yeah. I got up and left when it was 17-10 yeah. to because then at, at that point I knew we were winning, right? Mm-hmm. Like Wyoming wasn't scoring another touchdown. No, Drove from Austin to Houston. Yes. Got home and saw the majority of the fourth quarter in overtime of Colorado, Colorado State. I had time to leave Austin, <laughs> drive to Houston, and that game was still on. And I was up watching Prime. That's crazy. That's Big You're 12 right. After Dark the- for you. Big 12 yeah, After Big- Dark now, Jonathan. <laughs> and it got stupid good ratings. Uh, their brand is only skyrocketing. They are, you talk about the biggest show in college football. If if not for Deion Sanders, I said this on ESPN Central Texas this week. If not for Deion Sanders, Texas is the biggest storyline. Texas would be Texas being back would be everything you see on ESPN. But no, Deion Sanders exists and he's the head coach of Colorado. That is the number one story in college football. It's not close. Otherwise, it would be Texas. Yeah. So we're going to talk a little bit more about Texas and Oklahoma in the next segment, but I have to ask you right now, right? Because the big 12 has not looked great outside of those two teams that'll be in the sec next year. Who do you see as the best non Texas and Oklahoma team through, through three weeks, I should say, who is the biggest contender to one of those teams hoisting the big 12 championship trophy at the end of the season? Can I say nobody? Am I allowed as the host of Locked On Big Told to say no? No, you got to try, man. You got to try. You got to give us something. You got to. You have to enlighten the fans. The fans are listening. You got to give them something that they didn't have before they turned on the show. I mean, (laughs) if you're going, if you're going to the water cooler and you're a Texas fan and you need something, a little nugget to say, hey, if not UT, if not Oklahoma, right now I still believe it is Kansas State. Will Howard, if they figure out the offense that was that struggled so much down the stretch against Mizzou. They are still one of the most dangerous teams in the Big 12. Remember, they're, they're at their most dangerous. OU fans know this. 
after a tough loss. It always seems like Kansas State loses that one tough game and then runs the table in the Big 12, or at least has success under Chris Kleiman. So they are a team to watch out for. Texas Tech is still undefeated in Big 12 play. And if they do the right thing, they do the right thing and start Baron Morton in Big 12 play, they are going to be, Jonathan, the masters of chaos. They might only go 7-5, and 8-4, and four, but they're going to sneak up on some teams. And you're going to think, why did they win that game? That's so stupid. Uh, and then, obviously, BYU has surprised a lot of people. A road win against an SEC program. Even Texas couldn't do that in Fayetteville. BYU could. Uh, and then UCF, John Rice Plumley, I think, is a great quarterback. So those four teams, Kansas State, I still have some faith in Texas Tech if a quarterback change is made. UCF and BYU are both dangerous teams as well. But like you said, it's Texas, OU, and then the Grand Canyon before everybody else. <laughs> All right, a quick word from our sponsors, and then we'll talk about the two programs that are literally carrying the Big 12 on their back right now. Kill me. <laughs> this episode from Jonathan Davis and Drake Toll is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs make you look good. Bird Dogs stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird Dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of a stiff, restricting cotton. Bird Dogs fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches, so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice any movement. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on college or enter promo code locked on college at checkout for a free Bird Dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on college for a free water bottle at checkout. You don't want, you won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. All right, Drake, you are a distinguished Baylor alum, probably the most important Baylor alum outside of RG3. Of all time. In re- in re- okay, there we go. And I just want to put you on the spot because you did in the preseason pick Baylor to beat Texas and Texas faces off against Baylor on Saturday. So I just want to ask you, do you still believe that? Uh, That is before I knew Baylor would suck, Jonathan. Uh, (laughs) I did not have that knowledge yet. Nobody told me. Nobody told me the team was going to be this bad. I going through practice, the way that Baylor worked the portal, we thought 13 new guys is a record for Dave Aranda. It looked like, okay, this is a Baylor team that is built to, again, master of chaos style in the Big 12. They're going to go upset a Texas. They're going to lose to a UCF. It's not going to be a consistent year for Dave Aranda. They'll, I thought they'd lose to Utah as well. Uh, I also didn't have them losing to Texas State. That was not on my bingo card here. So now I have completely reworked in my mind what this team is. I had total confidence in Blake Shapin. He is now hurt. Sawyer Robertson, I, I heard from somebody, a pretty reputable source uh, today, that he is bad. And... Um, having watched him through two games, I mean, I can't argue with the experts. He is such a good kid. and I think he's going to be great down the road. I really do because of what he did in high school and then at Mississippi state. Uh, but at Baylor through two games, he has been awful and no other way to put it. It's just the numbers. It's just what he's done. So if he starts, Baylor's going to struggle. They're going to run the ball a ton, try to make this a, a war of attrition. I just, Texas is going to expose the Baylor secondary if what if if it happens like it should happen, if it happens like it should happen, Texas wins 42 to 14. We have no questions. We come in, we watch Texas dominate from the beginning, and we go home. That's how it should go. Though, knowing how Texas and Baylor usually play, this should be maybe it's a 14-7 game at halftime, Texas on top, and then ends 42 to 14. You know, that just feels like the way this game would go. Um, but I, I you know, I don't know. I'm at a point right now where 
there's just no way. I don't think anybody in their right mind, having seen what we've seen from both these teams, could reasonably pick Baylor to be even competitive in this game. Yet the host of Locked On Big 12, who is currently sitting on the podcast, did it. But, you know, it's your when? job to project. When it's your did job I do to that? project. When did I do season. that? When it's did I say Baylor was going to win? Yes, preseason your, I did. It's your job to project. You should have projected that loss to Texas State. Eat him up. I'm an alum. But I you know, let's continue to talk about the Texas Longhorns because that's what they came here for. We did a bit. I can't believe I can't remember if it was before the season or before the Alabama game. But I said that the conversation for Texas and the college football playoff would start on September 10th. I didn't think they would make it there. I have since pivoted like you did mm-hmm. with Baylor and Texas and said that they will make the college football playoff. But when you look at this Texas Longhorn team, I think they're the class of the Big 12 right now. We'll talk about Oklahoma in a minute. But. Do you see Texas as a legitimate national title contender in 2023? Not yet. And I and the reason why, Jonathan, and I want the, the listeners to understand here, you are the one that talked me into that. You're the one that talked me into the preseason, into Texas, not being a legit. Because I, what I asked you three weeks ago, is Texas a legitimate national title contender? And you told me no. And I am... I'm still there because because of and and don't shoot the messenger here. Quinn Ewers inconsistency. I know we loved Quinn Ewers against Alabama, but I watched every down of the Wyoming game and thought, what a letdown of of a performance after beating Alabama, which you kind of expect, right? You're you're going to have some rough patches after your biggest win. Every team does that. However, after seeing him last season putting up almost identical stats to Blake Shape, and especially after he got hurt. I needed some prove-it stuff from Quinn Ewers. He get, he gave me the prove-it thing against Alabama, but he didn't follow it up. So I got I have to see him follow it up against Baylor. I have to see him follow it up against Big 12 play that's not as good as Texas. And what I'm still holding out for, look, Jonathan, we're only three games in. So it's tough to say any team in college football is a national title contender. I, I, I struggle to say that until like week six or seven. What I need to see from the University of Texas is for them to go out and, and beat the teams they're supposed to beat. I don't see a remaining game where they won't be favored. I don't. But that's what's been Texas kryptonite the last few years. It's been, hey, look, Texas plays Kansas State or BYU this week uh, or, or TCU this week. There's, there's no way Texas loses, right? This is a way better Texas team. That's where this squad slips. Even a game like this against Baylor, uh, those Kansas teams that Texas lost to were way worse than this Baylor team, and they still found a way to lose. I, I don't think it happens. I do believe this Texas team is different. I really do. But I need to see it first. Oklahoma uh, has ran through their non-conference schedule. They are averaging over 50 no, points a game no, on didn't. offense. No, they didn't. They struggled against oh, SMU. Yeah. You're right. They, they only they only beat SMU by 17. We got to stop that. Look, they ran through their non-conference uh, schedule. They are scoring over 50 points a game. They are allowing less than 10 points a game. But a lot of people think it's fool's goal. Remember, they ran through their non-conference schedule last year and ended up losing 49-0 to in their biggest game of the season. When you look at this Oklahoma Sooners team, because you're the expert, right, you're the host of Locked On Big 12, right? Do you see Oklahoma as a legitimate contender in the Big 12 this season, or did they just play a really weak non-conference schedule? Let the Longhorn fans know. Jonathan, I'm looking through my desk right now. I used to have a rusty knife in here somewhere. Uh, If Oklahoma makes the Big 12 title game, I'll cut off my left pinky toe with the rusty knife. I am not buying this Oklahoma team. I am not buying this Oklahoma team yet. They have played Tulsa, Arkansas State, 
and ACC powerhouse SMU. And I know what some people are saying, like, SMU's good. Jonathan, what has SMU done in the last 40 years that I should think, (laughs) what a quality win for Oklahoma to beat SMU at home? Good for those guys. By the way, they looked sloppy, sloppy doing it. Not the good kind of sloppy either. It was bad. And I still have not seen enough from the offensive line and the running game. I don't know. I don't know that Oklahoma can go in against a Texas and run the ball efficiently because what UT is going to do is they're going to say, hey, look, we already bottled up Jalen Milrow, who so many people thought was a good quarterback prior to that game, right? All of a sudden, we all changed our mind about him being a good quarterback just because Texas won. Oh, of course, because he's a bad quarterback. No, that's not what that means. They're going to go in against Dylan Gabriel. They're going to put him in a blender, and Oklahoma's going to be forced to run the football. And you know what OU's going to say? Hey, boys, pack it up. Been fun. And they're going to lose the football game. They're not going to Arlington. All right. Thank you for that spill on Oklahoma. I want to ask you about TCU, right? Because it's like they got smacked in the national championship game and then they come out and it feels like half the country wants TCU to beat Dion, right? Instead of rooting for TCU in that yeah. manner. And then everybody just thinks like, oh, Colorado was a one-win team last year. No way they can beat a team like right. TCU. So they go out there and win that game. And then everybody's now is like, oh, okay, TCU are frauds. They lost half mm-hmm. their team, right? Mm-hmm. We're done with them. But then they go out there and they roll their next two games. And I've long said that I think TCU will still be really good this year. 12-0, and 0, of course not. National championship game, of course not. But I see this team still being an 8-4, and 9-3 football team yeah. that can beat almost anybody on their schedule. So please convince my listeners that TCU is not a team to be slept on and they can beat anybody on this Big 12 schedule. Here's what's dangerous about TCU is their schedule is going to give them some wins on the front end of their Big 12 play. So they're going to get into a groove here. TCU is going to go into mid-October, late October uh, as, a, as a six-win team. They're already going to be bowl eligible because they're going to beat SMU. They're going to beat West Virginia. They're going to beat Iowa State. That's five straight wins. That puts them at five and one. Then they host BYU. TCU is going to win that game. Like They, they can walk fairly to six and one this season. So the front end of the schedule really favors the Horn Frogs. And at that point, if you want to get to nine games, like you mentioned, you need to win three out of your last five. Well, that's where it gets tougher at K-State, at Texas Tech, home against Texas, home against Baylor, at Oklahoma. Those are all tough games to win, but Kansas State, ah, jury's still out. I, I do think they're a Big 12 championship caliber team, but that matchup with TCU is very is, is, is interesting now. Uh, same with Texas Tech on the road. That Texas game at home, I mean, you saw what TCU did to UT last year. Obviously, it's a different Horn Frogs team, but by then, what does Texas look like November 11th? What does TCU look like? I The way that I see this Horn Frogs team is exactly, you're exactly right. The, most of these guys in the roster went to the national championship last year. They know how to win. They've seen what winning looks like. And the guys who were on the roster last season came from the Alabamas of the world. They did a really good job in the transfer portal. It's going to take them time to put it together. Everybody, their mother is losing to Deion Sanders right now. They had no film to go off of, too. So I give TCU a break. I'm with you on this one. I think they are much more dangerous than we were mentioning. And everybody's acting like Colorado smacked them. Like, TCU scored 42 points. They missed two field goals and threw two red zone interceptions. Like, as bad as they played, they still could have beat Colorado by double digits. That's a really good football team. And, you know, Texas is going to have to be, you know, all hands on deck when they go to Fort Worth. A quick word from our sponsors, and they want to get Drake out of here talking about Deion Sanders and what he means to college football. Can't wait for that one. This episode of Locked on Longhorns is brought to you by Jace Medical. 
Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical plus an additional $20 off by using code LOCKEDON at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you a peace of mind so that you are not hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure that you have the medication in hand. It's simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. So don't get caught unprepared. Save more than $360 by using code LOCKEDON at checkout on jacemedical.com, J-A-S-E medical.com, promo code LOCKEDON. All right, Drake, you talked about how Dion is coming to save uh, the Big 12. He's bringing Colorado back. Uh, we just yeah. saw some of the stats. Uh, the game against Colorado State, I think, was the most watched uh, football game of the year so far. One of the most watched football games in the last decade in college football. Mm -hmm. The first time in the history of Colorado football that they've sold out every home game. Uh, the first time I think they've started 3-0. and I mean, it's just crazy, like, what he's mm -hmm. been able to do in three weeks and I think they lose to Oregon on Saturday but it's been a beautiful story thus far so I just want to ask you Drake because I think Dion is bigger than Colorado I think he's bigger than the Big 12 he is a rock star in college football what does he mean for this sport he has revolutionized not the way this game will be played on the field but the way this game will be managed off the field what he just did is he proved you can use the AAU formula from basketball, bring it to college football, and win. Hey, my sons are on the team, and I have 73 new guys. Uh, I'll just win with it. It is AAU basketball on the college football field, and it's winning. Not only that, he took all the noise in the offseason. Remember the pictures of the Colorado kids with the helmets on? It looked like a high school team. It looked like a high school team during their spring game with the little padded helmets. He took that noise and said, all right, we're just going to go win. Like sweet, thanks for all. Thanks for all of that. We're gonna go win. He is a he is a hypnotist. He is like a uh, he is a mastermind at taking out outwardly cringy stuff and getting his team to buy into it. For example, Jay Norvell says, "Hey, my mom taught me to look a guy. You know, look somebody in their eyes, take a hat off, take the glasses off." Dion comes out and says, "That is personal." For the third straight week, Dion has used the same line. <laughs> That it's personal. This time about Colorado State's head coach and his team's like, oh yeah, Dad said it's personal. I guess so. I, I guess it is. He is feeding them cringy stuff that we're all going. Okay, that's pretty cool. Um, like <laughs> he has got Chief Keith in the locker room. Dave Aranda's reading a copy of Berenstain Bears. Those two things are not the same. We're gonna hit a real weird dichotomy in the new Big Twelve, where you have Hypnotoad and Dion against Chris Kleiman's corn-fed boys in Manhattan, the Little Apple, and Dave Aranda's Berenstein Bears kids down at Baylor. I don't know what it's going to look like, but I can tell you, this is the you in the 80s reincarnate, but with TikTok and Twitter in existence. That was a beautiful answer, and I have to agree with all of it. Dion is transcending how you win in college football, and it may get ugly over these next couple of weeks on the schedule, but just remember, Dion is doing something that we have never seen before at yeah. the University of Colorado. Drake, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and bringing your Big 12 insight. You know, as Texas fans, we can only worry about what's going on at Texas, so you had to fill us in on what's going on with the other, what is it, 13 schools? 
I don't conference. even remember anymore. I don't even know. Sometimes it's 18, yeah. sometimes it's 14. I just, uh, like Josh know. said, our favorite conference that can't count. All right. <laughs> I'm giving you this opportunity to plug anything you want to. Let them know where they can find more of your ridiculous takes like you picking Baylor to beat Texas in the preseason. Weeks ago, weeks ago. I have uh, – <laughs> I don't have any malice toward Texas fans. I actually – we're having Chris Del Conte on, on uh, ESPN Central Texas this week. He's a good friend of the show. And I, I okay. think he is – he gets it. He is one of the athletic directors in college football that get it. And um, I have no malice against Texas. I do feel poised to root against UT on behalf of the rest of the Big 12 as we transition into the new era because that's the way things go, right? You you left the conference. You left the friend group. So we, we can't sit here and, hey, wish you the best. I don't have time for all that. What I do have time for is for you to make Locked On Big 12 your first listen every single day. And to follow at LO Big 12 on Twitter or my personal at Drake C. Toll and uh, come hang out. If you don't like me, then I guess I'll have to block you. Yeah, and if you can just give them some more information on where they can tune in to hear the CDC interview or at least when it's going to be. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. I definitely know that they'll be interested in that for sure. For that, though, uh, ESPN Central Texas, I'll post the link on uh, or at 1660 ESPN on Twitter. I'll post the link on my personal Twitter as well. I will have him on, I think, on uh, on on Wednesday. So, Whenever you watch this, go back to that, I guess. Huh. <laughs> All right. Hook him. Peace. <laughs>